guys what's super fun to do with young co-workers? No. no. Play them Mark Wahlberg music. <laughs> oh, Because shit. they only know of Mark Wahlberg <laughs> as an actor. Yeah. And depending on how young they are, they might only know him as respected actor Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Because like, at our age, like we were we just young enough. We remember Mark Wahlberg on Marky Mark and the Funky yeah. Bunch. Yeah. Is that anytime someone mentions the song Good Vibrations, I only think of the Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. I know. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Mark Wahlberg, Don't Sleep, part of the big hit soundtrack. Three minutes. This is how we do it from day to day. Already horrible. This sounds like a fucking parody of 90s white rap. This is Mark Wahlberg. That's, that sounds very 1998 <laughs> in its in its lyrical content and beat. But yeah, I, I showed uh, this was I want to say three years ago. Mm-hmm. I showed a 19 year old coworker Good Vibrations, and he's like, "Is this like a college humor thing?" <laughs> Holy shit! He didn't believe. Like he didn't think it was a real song. He thought that this was like a Saturday Night Live sketch or something. <laughs> what? Holy shit! Because he's just like, this can't be real. Yeah. Based on the shit that we. That we watch yeah. now, like that would be that, like that. I would, I would see how he would reason out that way. Yeah. Like this has got to be like a Saturday Night Live, whatever. Like just sketch. imagine someone that like we grew up with as a serious actor, <laughs> yeah. like fucking Antonio Banderas or something. <laughs> yeah, you find out that having he's... like a fucking uh, singing career. Yeah, he was a Menudo or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh shit, that would be so bizarre. <laughs> that would be so bizarre. Yeah, that's very strange. How bizarre? So bizarre. How bizarre. How bizarre. Bizarre. Uh, But this is not a podcast about the big hit soundtrack. No. This is a podcast about Lost. And we are watching it in reverse order from the last episode of the first episode. Or as we like to say here, we have to go backwards. And uh, one of our hosts, Chad Wago, you've never seen Lost before. I've never seen Lost before, and now I can say that almost all of the Lost that I have watched have been at the lovely David K. Jones' house. And I've watched most of them with our other co-host, A.J. Nieves. Hey, everybody. Thanks for that lovely introduction, Chad. We are watching Lost in reverse order. Um, This week's episode, we are considering The Cost of Living, Season 3, Episode 5. Just a, a general summation of the episode, Delirious Echo wrestles with past demons. Some of the castaways go to the Pearl Station to find a computer um, so they can use it to locate Jack and Kate and Sawyer. Jack does not know whom to trust when two of the others are at odds. So that's a general synopsis of tonight's episode. It seems like everything is kind of all-encompassed in this one. Um, so uh, one of the things that uh, we had mentioned last week, it's weird that they call him Mr. Echo. Yeah. Or at least I thought it was. <laughs> Because I'm just like, that's awfully formal to call someone right. Mr. Whatever. And then I found out in this episode, Echo is actually his first name. Yeah. So it's not like if I was calling a dude who I've been stranded on an island with for like a month and a half, Mr. Nieves and Mr. <laughs> Jones. It would be like if I was calling you guys Mr. AJ and Mr. David. Yeah. Is that more or less weird to you? More weird. <laughs> yeah, that is strange. Ah, oh, man. During our introductions, I should have called you guys Mr. <laughs> David and Mr. H. We'll fix that in post. Yeah. Or we won't. You guys will, yeah. You guys are hearing how the butter gets churned up in air. Yeah. And we do it with a, one of those handspring things where you can just <laughs> exercise your hand so our churning hand is strong. Yeah, and it makes masturbation better. Yeah. Straight jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Also, uh, please feel free to tweet at us the correct pronunciation of Bokeem Woodbine. Yes. Yeah. And also tweet at us the pronunciation of the words jacket. No, no, well, we got it. We got it. We got that part. Don't tweet us on that. So this, we get an episode with, uh, with Mr. Echo, and it's a flashback episode with Mr. Echo, a character that Chad hasn't ever seen on this yeah. show before. He gets his own episode. Well, you, yeah. saw, you saw his corpse last episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was the only bit, like, I don't even remember seeing him in the sideways reality. Yeah, he was not there, yeah. Exploring some of the meta of the show, like, this actor at the time is very verbal about getting paid more for his role on the show. And I think oh. he had um, been... 
he was kind of one of the um, one of the the on island favorites, if, I, if memory serves correctly. Like people loved this character, Mister Echo, but but because I believe they weren't willing to to meet him on what he was what he was asking for, I guess in the budget, they decided to write him out. And I don't think it was. I don't think he left the show on good terms. You can kind of see like that would explain why yeah. he did not come back for the last season. Yeah, yeah, but he still gets name checked because we've yeah. seen episodes already where like Hurley was playing chess with somebody that wasn't there while he was in the insane asylum. I think this is the flash side, right. mm-hmm. and he goes checkmate, Mister Echo or whatever. So like he's or that might have been like not season six, but it might have been one more where Hurley's locked up. So yeah. he gets name checked, but he never comes back on the show like some of uh, the others that have left. But yeah, I totally thought that that was like his imaginary friend or something. <laughs> it sounds like the name from imaginary yeah. friend. This is my good friend, Mr. Echo. Yeah. Uh, we, we should point out that uh, Echo is spelt E-K-O. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and not uh, as you would name your imaginary friend, Mr. E-C-H-O. <laughs> Yeah, that's a better name for an imaginary friend is Mr. Echo. Like, he's like echoing. Echo, Echo, yeah. Echo. And also not E-C-K-O, as in Mark Echo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know, I'm looking up the definition of that name, Echo, but yeah. we can keep going. Well, it's a sound that gets repeated yeah. at you, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, the meaning of the name Echo, it's supposedly, according to this, it, uh, well, according to... To the search engine, Echo is Indonesian of origin, means first child. Oh, the yeah. meaning of the name Echo is firstborn. Well, he is the older brother yeah. to uh, his younger brother, Yemi. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he is Indonesian. <laughs> he does look very <laughs> Indonesian. I mean, there's some real dark-skinned Indonesians. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because they never say that they're an African in this episode. <laughs> they're all like, we're totally in Indonesia, you guys. You know, those roving bands of Indonesian like militias yeah. that kind of just hang out. I feel like there probably are Indonesian militias, though. It's gotta be. Uh, the name Yemi, I don't have a definition for. Well, let's just assume Yemi means second born. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say Yemi is second born. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, so everybody kind of knows where where you're at. If you if you know the Indonesian translation of Yemi, uh, please uh, hit us up at uh, what bro yeah. on Twitter yeah. with hashtag uh, Indonesian names. <laughs> we gotta get better at these hashtags. Um, we get an opening scene with Echo and his brother in a church. Well, actually, not in a church. They will before Echo... they go into the church. Yeah. Uh, Echo is breaking into a storehouse to get food for his brother. Right. And then they get dragged off into church. Right. And they get caught by the nun and she tells him that they must confess. And this is a very early instance we get of this character, Echo. Um, Yeah, so, interesting. Um, But apparently their lives diverge and... um, uh, Two roads into a yellow (laughs) wood. They have a whole montage of of, uh, Echo becoming a a sort of criminal and Coming back and smuggling drugs out yeah. and getting his brother shot yeah. while he's dressed as a priest. Also, his brother gets shot and Echo's fellow criminals pull him into the plane. Right. Like, I'm assuming that he got <laughs> shot and he's dead. I don't uh, know that for sure right. because it's possible that he might have lived to uh, crash on the island and lived in the plane until Echo ran into him, mm. and then Echo set fire to the plane. But that makes no fucking sense <laughs> at all. So I'm assuming that he was dead on the plane. So why did they not just leave his body on the airstrip? Yeah, and they kicked Echo when he tried to get into the plane. They kicked him out. Yeah, they're yeah. just like, no, we would rather have a corpse. Yeah. We need a dead body to weigh this plane down. <laughs> Because we all know how much yeah. we need to have well, more weight. He was a very large man, and his brother seemed like a more slender. <laughs> also, individual. his brother was losing blood. Yeah. 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 So he was getting lighter by the second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe man. it was one of those things that, like, it's the, uh, they wanted that drug money, right? So that's one less person they have to share it with. I that. mean, I understand why they wouldn't want Echo on the plane. Right. But why did they take his brother's <laughs> body? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't think we, uh, well, I didn't feel like we got a satisfactory answer to that. No. No, we certainly didn't in this episode. Mm. I, I wonder. Maybe, maybe we'll we'll find out more yeah. as uh, as time goes on. Yeah. But yeah, interestingly enough, um, we get Echo in a tent, and he's um, being cared for by some of the losties. And apparently, he's been attacked, or they found him in a polar bear cave yeah. on island. 
Um, and we see him, he looks kind of scratched up, but, but yeah, man, Echo's, Echo's uh, taking mean, a tumble. Does this mean we're going to see an episode where Charlie has to fight a polar bear? That would be amazing. I want to see that. Either he has to fight it or just run from it. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, fighting a polar bear is one thing. Running from it, completely different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I yeah. imagine they're both difficult, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange. Wait, so... Echo Echo sets fire to his brother's plane, from what we hear. But also at the beginning of this episode, after they're done speaking with him, he sees his brother, Yemi, appear to him in the tent. And, with a lighter. Uh, with a yeah. lighter, and the tent catches fire, or whatever, whatever place they have him at, it just is, is done. It's on fire. So now he's, he's out and about. Yeah. And that's, that's how we, uh, they, they got the idea from that scene in The Last Jedi, where Yoda can call down lightning and set trees on fire as a ghost <laughs> same thing no, but Jimmy didn't perfect. call down lightning no he just used a lighter <laughs> <laughs> which i would say is reasonably a little bit simpler yeah more effective but he's still a ghost setting fires <laughs> that is true <laughs> oh man um what did you guys f- feel for this brother story brothers tied up in a in whatever situation that they were coming up in and I don't know. That's a very big general question. You guys can take that however you want. It seems like that's sort of a, in the same way that the father-son relationships are a thing on this show, I feel like brother relationships also seem to be somewhat recurring because we also have Jacob and the Man in Black. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Where there's the good brother and the not good brother. Right. Yeah, that that you're right, and that's a it's another it's another echo if we call that <laughs> whatever. But like that that would be kind of an echo of that relationship that we see in a Mister Echo yeah. of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs> There's that, and then also we have we have siblings in um Jack and um and Claire, but but that doesn't really get it doesn't really get uh, they don't delve much. into it that yeah. much. There's not a lot of attention spent. I don't on even it. know if Claire ever knows that Jack is his brother or her brother. Before she dies, right? Like, yeah. Cause I don't know. If she, does she die? No, she doesn't die. He dies. He I dies. mean, either way. Yes, she does die because she's in sideways reality. Yeah. Which is heaven, or uh, the waiting room for heaven. Yeah. Right. And you have to die to be there. Right. But I mean, in the way that everyone dies, unless you know you were a made-up child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to previous episodes to get that yeah. guy. Jack is a child. Who ends up in the sideways reality that we never <laughs> see in the main, main part of the show? Uh, um, but yeah, I like to be honest with you guys. This is this is one of my favorite episodes. I think I remember when it originally aired back in whenever it, it was. Uh, it was one of my favorite episodes then of of the show. One Did of I, the things that I really enjoyed about this episode uh, is that well, almost all the time the flashbacks will have significance to the actual events of the show that are happening. Mm. But this is one of the times where the flashbacks are quite plausibly actually a character who is flashing back mm-hmm. because he's in and out of consciousness hallucinating. Right. Interesting, yeah. So it's like he might actually be experiencing these flashbacks that we're seeing. Yeah, that's actually a good point. Uh, it's, it's a device that I don't recall having seen on right. this show before. Yeah. Because... Hey, some episodes, it, it kind of feels like it could be, but it's never really shown. It's no, they never talk about it or anything, but this one, it feels a lot stronger, that connection. Right. You know? We have, like, those Desmond episodes, but that's a totally different style. Yeah. Of, he, of his his consciousness is actually flashing back and forth <laughs> yeah. between like, times. Yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah. And in this case, Echo is, is probably reflecting on this as his time on the clock runs down. He's... Suffered those polar bear injuries. He's not doing so well. Yeah. But he's willing himself to go and search his brother, or search for his brother, or search for what he thinks is his brother, which is revealed to him at the end amongst that little bundle of gingers that that's not his brother. Um, and we know who that is, but the audience doesn't know for another four, two seasons, something like that? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, something bizarre. We just think that there's someone who's impersonating dead people, and there's a smoke monster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure somebody must have, like, put those threads together. Yeah, I think this episode is when those theories started coming out. That it's the smoke monster that's taking these 
ghost forms. Yeah, another thing that was odd in this episode, and um, I haven't seen it replicated since this episode, was the multiple dead that, that Echo mm-hmm. sees. Because we know that the, the smoke monster can appear as anybody. Maybe he has some weird glamour power where he can trick you into seeing yeah. shit that's not there, of course. But like, I haven't seen smoke monster interact with anybody else where he's putting multiple people yeah. from their past in, in their path currently I'll on bet if we could if we had a wider shot of, of that moment when uh, Echo was having all those guys he had killed come at him you would see like their feet there would just be a little line of smoke between each person's feet and all just, like, one <laughs> larger like they were organism. like a Rob Liefeld drawing yeah <laughs> oh, that's incredible uh, that would be amazing to see were, were any of the dead people like were there multiple dead people in the same shot, though? I thought I saw that. Because I know that he was multiple dead people. Yeah. But if it was where they were never in the same shot, then the smoke monster could have been, like, zipping around back and forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's just like, oh, you don't want to look at me in front of you? Fine, now I'm behind you. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, maybe. I I, I don't have to look at it I don't remember again. for sure. But I know at one point that... Uh, uh, that that uh, militia guy turns into the altar boy, and so we see that. But mm-hmm. but then I, yeah, I'm, I don't know. I'm assuming that uh, it's just at this point in the show's development, they haven't solidified exactly what Smoke Monster's powers are. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. So they're they're trying to keep it vague, but I, they probably had some general, very vague ideas of like we know that the thing can impersonate other things or something like that. They. But it doesn't seem like they had any super well-developed rules at this point. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was interesting to see. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of neat. I don't know, jumping around. I Something that caught my eye this episode was that funeral scene. Yeah. We have a funeral on the beach for someone that um, Ben calls Colleen. He says, oh, we're, you know, we're, um, you know, we're sending Colleen on her way. And they're all dressed in these white robes. And they're setting her up upon what looks almost like an... Uh, like a like a pyre that that they're gonna send into the yeah water. a floating pyre yeah, yeah. like they're they're giving her a lazy Viking funeral <laughs> I say it's lazy because they're not shooting flaming arrows they're torching it as it's going out oh yeah I didn't even catch that I must have been looking down on my notes for that part but yeah no they lit it on fire I see I'm I'm pretty sure I didn't hallucinate that see I think at this point they're trying yeah. to show us that these characters that we find in the others they have like a whole set of rules and, and a structure and even like uh, traditions and some kind of weird culture that they have to observe but yeah. it seems like they like fucking drop that shit later on yeah. in the series like they're like these are just others we we're trying to show you what they're up to but you know, we're trying to world build but fuck it yeah. we need to spend more time on the love quadrangle yeah uh, love quadrangles all the way and also maybe a book club we'll yeah. put a book club in there nah that'll be their their culture <laughs> and we won't ever revisit this whole death thing again yeah so that makes you wonder because like when they go go into the uh, the staff station later on, where the the medical station to do like the ultrasound and stuff, where uh, for Sun they open up a locker and there's like a fake beard and fake clothes in there that the others wear when they want to look all raggedy and crazy when they're messing with the uh, the losties. But then at home they're just wearing like regular clothes. Yeah. So I wonder how much of this stuff is just like an act they're putting on. So like, oh, oh yeah, we're gonna. Oh, like they might just be trying to fuck with Jack. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you see, we are good people. We honor our dead by means of yeah. this service. Or, or these culty white robes. <laughs> um. So that's so very strange. You know who else wears a white white robe is Jacob, right? We see him wearing that same getup like later on oh, yeah. in the season. I don't know if it's a robe like that, but it looks like that. Yeah. Well, we see him like working the loom and making clothes and stuff. So maybe these are all stuff that he made for them, like that as would their uniform. Be insane. <laughs> if that true, if that if that became true, like these these, these set of white clothes, these set of white robes is made by a god. Essentially, these are god made <laughs> clothes. These clothes were given to us by God. <laughs> From God's hands to your body parts. Mm-hmm. Let's cover up them crotches. So uh, during that funeral scene, they also uh, pipe in music mm. over the loudspeakers. Uh, it the song was "I Wonder" by by uh, you know uh, some something Lee Brenda Lee Brenda, Brenda Lee, Lee. Yeah. yeah uh and I wondered as I listened to that mm. <laughs> whether that was a song that they played at every funeral mm. 
or whether it was a song played specifically for this person. Right. Because it didn't sound like, as I was listening to the song, and I wasn't listening real hard. Right. But as I was listening to it, it didn't sound like something where it's like, yes, this is the typical funeral music. Mm -hmm. So, a question that I pose to you guys, what song do you want them to play at your funeral? Oh, Oh, shit, that's a good question. Um, Well, for me personally... Uh, I would like to have a very, a very proper affair. Everybody dresses up in suits and dresses, and they come to my funeral, and then they just play "Who Let the Dogs Out" by the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just fucking. Around. I don't know. Uh, a good, uh, seriously though, a good song. Well, a song that I would, I would like to hear at my funeral. Well, not I wouldn't like to hear, but I'd like to have played. It's probably. I mean, I would like to hear music at my funeral because <laughs> then I know I'm not dead. Yeah, I just feel like this is great. Uh, I thought this was going to be yeah. really different. No, because then you'd be conscious of things that are going on at your funeral right before they bury you alive. <laughs> I, oh yeah, uh, that'd be... That's that'd worse. Be, yeah. There's a, I think there's a Twilight Zone episode where somebody had taken some kind of weird spider venom to fake their death. <laughs> and this You're is like, thinking of an episode of Lost. I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was an episode of Lost. We've seen it. It's the Nikki and Paolo episode. But there's another Twilight Zone or something that, that has I, that. I'm tinge. sure that a bunch of like Twilight Zone mm-hmm. outer limitsy kind of shows have, have had that. people been buried alive. Right. Yeah. While they're while they're totally cognizant, just can't move <laughs> yeah. their bodies. Or like and... some Alfred Hitchcock shit. Yeah. Jesus Christ, that is the Nikki and Paolo episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is. Specifically the spider venom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it'd be weird. It'd be strange like that wasn't happening in any other show. There's no spider. They're just like regular poison or something. Like I went specific towards spider poison. (laughs) Yeah, and then there is also a diamond worth three point whatever million dollars. All I remember about that episode is those two were uh, a couple of jabonis. (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit! Who make an appearance in this episode? Strangely, and Mm -hmm. it's even touched on again when they have their own Nikki and Paula episode. We see. Uh, what Paolo does in that bathroom in the Nikki and Paolo episode yeah. is he's hiding. And he doesn't do what you think that he did. <laughs> he didn't poop, guys. Or pee. Yeah. He just flushed. He flushed the working toilet as a diversion, yeah. which is so strange. Like, he's just, you know, whatever. Like, if no one, uh, if he didn't flush the toilet, people might not have even thought. Yeah. Is, <laughs> like, is there a bathroom there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he walked out like, don't go in there, you guys. <laughs> Because of doo-doo reasons. <laughs> he tries to spell it out. Uh, uh, do you know what song, David? Um, well, initially I was going to say uh, that song Spam by Save Ferris. But, uh, Love that know, song. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I, I hate to piggyback oh. off you, Dave. <laughs> but I would probably do a Save Ferris song, which is Come On Eileen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come on, Eileen. Yeah, that'll be that'll be a fun. See, it'll be an upbeat song. I want people to be happy at my funeral. So maybe something, a little bit of an upstrom would be fun. Chad. Oh, uh, I don't know. I I posed this question not realizing that eventually it would be turned around. Oh, <laughs> uh, I haven't really thought about it. Part of me wants to say that. Uh, I, I just want, like, uh, wrestling music. But then people are going to expect me to, like, jump out. Yeah. And you just, like, I want to go to your funeral, and as soon as I walk into the doors, I just hear, Oh, you didn't know? And then, like, just have the rest of whatever that theme come and play. Who is that, by the way? Uh, that would be the uh, New Age Outlaws. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm so That's happy you know dun, that. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, you didn't know? That's the only thing I know of that whole Yo ass better call somebody! (laughs) That would get people so hyped at your funeral. People will be like waving big fingers around. (laughs) The New Age Outlaws, are they like hippies? No. Like with like crystals and stuff? Not at all. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those names that just like, you're like, okay, yeah, wrestling, whatever. Got it. New Age Outlaws. Yeah. They're all like, oh man, we do our we do our crystals right here, but we also steal them because we're outlaws. <laughs> well, it was a team made of uh, the Road Dog, Jesse James, and Badass Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> Some good outlaw names. Mm-hmm. And uh, later, uh, Badass Billy Gunn would become known as just Mister Ass. <laughs> <laughs> and his theme music would be 
I'm an ass man. <laughs> How does that go? Bom, bom. I'm an ass man. Bom, bom. <laughs> and then it describes all the things that he likes to do with asses. Oh, oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. yeah. Listeners, please, please, if you can, look that up yeah. and, and enjoy yourself. And Just... going by Mr. Ass, we find like you can go by Mr. A, your last name, Mr. your first name, or middle... Or Mr. Part Mr. of your Part, nickname. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too much. Uh, also, you can uh, see me uh, giving Mr. Ass the thumbs down <laughs> at uh, New Japan Strong Style Evolved uh, last year in Long Beach. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's perfect. Like I am very clearly visible next to the entrance <laughs> aisle going boo and giving him the thumbs down. Like one of my friends actually screen captured nice. that and said, are you in Long Beach? <laughs> That's amazing. You know what would be crazy? If you just went like, no, I'm at home. And then he would have just been like, oh my God. There's a guy that looks just like you. You have a weird doppelganger. Yeah. Who is apparently into the same things you are, yeah. weirdly enough. Strangely, a little German because of his name. I don't know why his name would be doppelganger. <laughs> That's a German word. Yeah. <laughs> but Chad, if you Mr. Could... Ganger. Mis- <laughs> Mr. Ganger. Mr. Doppel. No. Oh, yeah, Mr. Doppel. Yeah, let us know which one you prefer with hashtag Mr. Doppel or hashtag Mr. Ganger. Well, if he's, if he's German, he would be her Doppel. Yeah. Her Doppel. I can't. That, that's, that's a terrible... Right. That doesn't sound German at all. It's, it's good enough. Yeah. But Chad, if you could take that, that screenshot and use it as your Tinder profile picture for a week just to see if it hurts or helps your... I responses. mean, you can't possibly fucking hurt. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you, like there, there'll be just there'll be just a few like awesome women that are just like, oh my god, is this Long Beach? I was there. Like I, I would have to like circle myself in the crowd and yeah. put an arrow so that people don't think that I'm Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Like, you'll just be a circle version of your face and somebody going, all right, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. Then you have like your own Alicia Keys phone call. Like somebody just does, you don't know your name. I'm like, hey, I just saw your profile pitch, and yeah, I think that's interesting. All right, that's a that's a long way to go for a song from 2006. <laughs> yeah, but we get that uh, back to the island. We get that that. that oh wait, funeral wait, song. no, oh. I got it. Bob with the Bob by Kid Rock. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! Yeah, I haven't heard that song in forever. I don't know why, but I feel like that would be really funny <laughs> to play at a funeral. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah that would be crazy. What would be like the most inappropriate song you could think to play at your own funeral? Oh, I feel something like, like the Macarena or something that <laughs> oh, shit. wants everyone to get up and do the dance. <laughs> like the electric slide. Oh, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> I want the electric slide playing at my funeral. It's about a vibrator. Or the chicken dance. Yeah. Or the chicken dance. Oh my god. Just play all three of those back to back to back. I want a DJ at my funeral. <laughs> a guy in a booth with a headset on, just like just fist pumping while uh while my body's on display. Like this feels very inappropriate. What can I say? It's in it was in his living will. He wants it this way. He wanted everybody to feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe when you die. walk. <laughs> uh. And when you die, we're going to play this episode to your wife. And be like, look, that's what he wanted. Yeah. He said it right there. It's right there. It's This is my voice. I, AJ Nieves. <laughs> Being of sound mind and body. <laughs> yes, would like to uh, use this as a record that I would like to be buried. And please play the Macarena, um, the chicken dance, and <laughs> the electric slide. One hmm. after the other. Actually, do it. Break it up. Like, do the one song. Have, like, a preacher do a thing where you goes over my life and then do this song and then have people come and talk about me and then do the third song <laughs> it's just like a bunch of it's a very complex program yeah and at the end of it when everyone's leaving i'd like a professional dj to do a mashup of all three <laughs> <laughs> i would like a dj to do a mashup of all three and then also i would like to have a dj and a uh uh what's what's that supermodel that ben stiller played Zoolander. Zoolander. Have somebody reenact the Zoolander scene where he's breakdance fighting with the DJ. (laughs) (laughs) What? It's my final request. That's so strange. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, at this funeral, we um, we see everybody is giving a tearful goodbye to this Colleen. But we also see that one dude who was really mean to Sawyer and there, Danny. Mm-hmm. Danny, who is he's kneeling by the uh, funeral boat. Yeah, and he seems the most the most distressed. Yeah. And in, in I think it's the next episode when he's about to uh, execute Sawyer. He says, "This is for Colleen." Oh, yeah. so we'll see what happens yeah. with with Colleen. But yeah, it seems like we're getting a, a lot of funerals right before that. Um, right before they they do their their mid season break on the episode that we saw already that we covered in the last episode. So, yeah, they're like racking up some bodies and also like giving it like giving the bodies honor, which doesn't seem to happen a lot in the future season. Well, people are still getting buried and they're still honoring the dead with some kind of weird funeral thing. But it it seems like um, we got like a back to back funeral type of thing yeah. with Mister Echo and then Colleen. From one episode to the next, which is interesting. But I guess, like, that seems like that was, like, TV 101 back in the day, right? Like, is either to draw a crowd, you have to have, like, a wedding, a birth of a baby, or, like, a funeral. And those are, like, the three big things that people are like, oh, this is human. Yeah. You kind of relate to this. Yeah, and we get a wedding in a couple episodes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. With uh, Kate, right? Yeah. Or maybe the next episode. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's the next one. Yeah. Yeah. The I Do episode, I think. Um, that one has a wedding and a funeral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like that movie. We need three more. And well, we... One wedding and one funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Mr. Hugh. <laughs> and that's all. His his official his official uh, yeah. Hollywood name. So, uh, one of the things that we saw in the next episode was the prayer stick during the funeral. Mm. And uh, we get to see uh, the origin of the stick in this episode. What happens is uh, Mr. Echo is stumbling around the woods and he picks up a stick. <laughs> That's it. You <laughs> <laughs> didn't even have time to scratch anything into it. Uh, yeah, they just they found it afterwards. Yeah. And they're like, oh, look at this stick that he just like, looks very fresh. Yeah. Also, it wasn't even by his body. Yeah. yeah. So it's entirely possible that there was a different stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember. I and think... for some reason, Locke just said, that's a prayer stick. Yeah. <laughs> Why did he think that was a prayer stick? Did he even pray with it? <laughs> he was using it to walk around. Yeah. I remember... Is that some kind of racist thing? <laughs> <laughs> I got your prayer stick. Oh, you mean my regular stick that I just found? <laughs> oh, I thought you were really into praying and stuff. Like, no, no. Um, I, I remember in the episode that we watched previous to this one, um, they, they said that they had to go back to the beach to get his stick. Do you guys remember that? I, oh, I could, did I, they say that? I think he said, like, oh, we went back to the camp to get your stick or something like that. And then that that's where he finds it. Oh, oh maybe, okay. maybe he actually does have a prayer stick. Though. Like, I, You know what would be funny? Is if sense. Echo had, like, 17 sticks. Yeah. <laughs> he just had dispersed yeah. throughout the island. Like, like that was actually his house. It was just a bunch of sticks. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you might need a prayer stick. A stick with a bunch of scripture on it. Wouldn't that be a scripture stick? Also, that, that would be really interesting if he had, like, a bunch of sticks. And it just so happened that he didn't bring any with him. Yeah. And he's he just a, like, well, fuck, now I gotta get a new stick. He looks like he needed a prayer walker in this episode. Like, he was so busted up. <laughs> prayer wheelchair would have been yeah. good. <laughs> just square square wheels made out of sticks. Like, eventually I'll get this down. But yeah, if, if that is the case where uh, he did have a prayer stick... That he always carried around, and just so happened that this episode he didn't have it. Then, okay, I understand, because I didn't see him having a prayer stick at all in this episode. So when I saw him pick up a stick, I just was like, "This is that the origin yeah. of the fucking prayer stick." <laughs> yeah. That looked he just didn't like carve the it. Stick. Yeah, he was just using it to walk around. Yeah, yeah, yeah he. Yeah, that was crazy. He just loves sticks. <laughs> Mr. Echo, he's a stick man. Yeah. He's a man of many sticks. <laughs> he's a stick man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't know he's a stick man? Uh, I know they're still playing with the rules of the smoke monster and everything in, in here. Why is it that the smoke monster kills him directly? I, I feel like we get some of that, but... It's very it's very rare to get like a smoke monster kill on this show. Like it happens, but it's not. It's it's usually him like divining some weird machinations against these people because he can't kill them, mm. but he can kill others on the island. But I think 
Well, that that's the people that are on the list. Yeah. yeah. He can't he can't do anything with the people on the list directly, but he can kill uh, anyone who's just sort of unnamed character right. fodder. Yeah. Or maybe even after they've been crossed off the list. Then he has a uh, chance to... Because to... I think all of this stuff about making uh, making Echo confess and showing that he's he's sorry for all these people that he's killed, like that's maybe part of Jacob's test of him too. Interesting. I mean, like, oh, do you feel bad about this? And he's like, no, I'm proud of it. And he's like, oh, well, we don't need you anymore. Yeah. That's Smoke not what the you. leader would say. Yeah. yeah, it seemed like it was... Although Hurley does kill a man. <laughs> yeah. And it feels like no one else is held accountable for their murders right. like Mr. Echo is held accountable for his murders and these murders didn't take place on islands maybe that's the, the key yeah. difference uh, but Kate killed killed her dad yeah. right yeah. yeah you're right Yeah, and that so, wasn't on the island yeah. true so that kind of wait but wasn't she off the list too yeah but that was for becoming a mother oh not a murderer <laughs> yeah and that's just uh, it's, I think it's a commentary on, on the legal system here in America where the a white woman can kill her own father, and it's fine. But if a black man kills a couple of guys in self-defense, we're yeah. about to chop his hands off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Then uh, you can go ahead and execute him by smashing him into trees. I'm so happy that they covered this on the show because this is this is actually a pretty good discussion. Like the idea of religion, and like you cannot commit any acts of violence or murder or whatever in a church. It becomes not sacred, but. What was he supposed to do? You Does know, it like, really yeah. become not sacred? I don't know. It, well, th- that's what the that's what. The Have you ever been in a church where someone was murdered? <laughs> not to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. Not to the best of my knowledge, at all either. Like, but that's a that's a very. I certainly haven't murdered anyone yeah. in the church. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's such a weird thing, though. Like, um, also, he didn't murder them. He self defensed them. Yeah, yeah. He self he self defensed them completely. <laughs> He completed them. Yeah. Um, he needed that hand thing. Um, is, it, is it still self-defense when you use lethal force against someone who's explicitly said that they're not going to kill you, they're just going to hurt you bad? I feel like, it, I mean, they have a deadly weapon, right? Yeah. And these guys aren't yeah. surgical with right. their fucking machete. Like, yeah. they could have, they, like, they can cut his hands off yeah. and still he would bleed. And, and they're, they're, cu- they're going to cut his hands off, like, under the threat of killing him if he resists mm-hmm. i think is what it would be yeah you could argue that in court <laughs> yeah i'm not a lawyer yeah <laughs> um yeah this 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 was very uh it's very interesting and also the same uh, he i i do like um his stance at the end of the episode where he says that he's um he's he did the best with what he had and that he's proud of the uh, he's proud of himself or whatever which is an interesting because at this point, it seems like Mr. Echo knows himself. I don't know if he's known himself before this. I forget how the episodes go, but but like he seems like he knows himself well enough to be like, nah, yeah, I, I didn't do wrong. Like if you're if you're telling me that you know that feeding my brother or defending um, myself is wrong or defending my life is wrong, and in servitude to what though? Because like he would have died or like would have been without his hands, and you'd still have these these marauders coming around. And of course, the woman is right that the nurse who says that yeah, um, you're just gonna replace these guys with another set of marauders that are gonna roll into town. But, um, but yeah, it's such a strange thing because I would imagine that the church preaches pacifism. I would think, you know, or maybe not, maybe not so much the Catholic church because they've cited themselves in, in previous wars in human history. But, but in this, this weird dichotomy of like, you know, roving bands of marauders and, 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 and African community of, of, of uh, church going people, it's, it's a very big difference as opposed to supporting some kind of war effort, you know, um, in a world war as an example. But, um, yeah, I don't know what well, wars are different from, from like just regular person in person violence yeah. skirmishes. Like war is a political thing. Uh, when it's just like people that are being violent to each other, that's like personal. Yeah. It's, yeah, that is. I just don't know war. Yeah, I, I, I'm having a hard time placing. Like when when is a good time for you to defend your life as a priest right. and not just lay it down and be like I'm going to Jesus now like <laughs> like you know no it depends uh, yeah like is it like Jesus 
that that you're uh, you're a priest for? Well, because I mean, like, if it's Jesus, then never. Yeah. Because the answer is to turn the other cheek. Yeah. If if like it's like uh, you know you're a priest of Thor, <laughs> that'd be different. <laughs> I'm actually a warrior priest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can tell by my warrior priestly wearings. <laughs> also, my big hammer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That it, it seemed, it seemed kind of interesting. But I did like I did like Echo's stance at the end, where he he felt, um, I don't know if justified is the word, but he didn't feel wrong right. for his actions that he had taken. He also mentioned all uh, that when that's when that little kid. Uh, asked him, are you a bad man? Like, he said that he wished that he had told him that when he was that kid's age, Mm -hmm. that he had murdered someone to protect his brother. And we didn't see that. Right. Like, we we saw him kill people as an adult. Mm -hmm. As a child, the only thing that we saw him do for his brother was steal some crackers. Yeah. Unless what was hinted at was that after... uh, when the uh, the nun was like, "Oh, you gotta confess that he just murdered the nun and the priest." Oh yeah. Oh, interesting. I I don't think that's what they were trying to imply, <laughs> but uh, that's the only yeah. way where it's not just like, "Why did you mention that and not show us anything yeah. about it?" Because I mean, the next time we see him as a child at the very end of the episode, it's him and his brother walking like arm in arm, tossing a soccer ball in the air, like happy. Yeah. So. Yeah. We don't see their faces, I think, because it's like from behind, so maybe they're covered in the blood of that priest. <laughs> also, like, we don't even know who that priest was. All we saw was, like, feet yeah. and legs. Oh, wouldn't that be some crazy shit if, like, behind that was, like... Jacob? Jacob. <laughs> or, like, yeah, that that's actually yeah. better. I was going to say, like, Widmore or something, but what the fuck is Widmore going to be doing in that <laughs> African church? Nothing. Yeah, yeah that's, that is kind of interesting. We get an introduction to the Pearl Station in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already seen it in the previous episodes, but they use this Pearl Station. It, from what we hear from Marvin Candle, Peter Chang on the screen, that it's a monitoring station, a station meant to monitor other stations. Yeah. What was he called in this episode? He's uh, Mark Wickman. What? Oh, yeah. shit. I didn't know his name changes so often. Oh, yeah, every video. It's a different Candle-related name. What? Why? Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like, it was supposed to be a different, like, Dharma guy in every video. Oh. And that's their actual names, but because Pierre Chang thinks he's the only good actor in the Dharma <laughs> initiative, he's always pushing them out of the way and just saying, I'll yeah. do it myself. Yeah, we've talked about this. He's all like, yeah, I think he's, I think what we're coming to learn is that uh, Pierre Chang is running away from fatherhood. Yeah. He's like, I, I don't have time to be a father. I need to, I need to accomplish my dreams. Yeah. And my dreams was to be on the television. <laughs> It's like, no, you're supposed to be a, a physicist and a father. Get, get back here. Get off the set. It's like, do you want your son to have many multiple piercings on his face? Because that's how you get a many multiple piercing face son. What if at the time that they were doing all of these, before we actually met him or his son, hmm. they were actually supposed to be clones? Oh. And that was going to be a mystery. And then someone in the writer's room said, what? (laughs) No, that's stupid. Why do you think that we should have clones in the next season? It's a a whole writer's room and everybody's just like, you know what? Gary, Gary, Gary. Seriously? Clones, Gary? (laughs) We do serious work here. (laughs) Clones can be serious. No, Gary, goddammit. I'm tired of your Arnold Schwarzenegger six-day <laughs> shit that you keep on trying to bring into this world. We know you did some punch-up on that movie. Stop bringing your clone shit into this yeah. show. It could be better than multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> and he went on to uh, executive produce uh, Orphan Black. <laughs> and then <Alter> Finally. <laughs> My time is now. <laughs> oh, I'm going to clone the shit out of this show. Clones over here. Clones over here. That would be a great origin story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's just the writer Gary sitting on a like a ton of money, going like, "Yeah, they said I couldn't write about yeah. clones. Mm-hmm. What do they know? Orphan Black is oh, it's canceled. Okay. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that <laughs> he's sitting on a pile of acclaim. <laughs> uh, Critical success. 
They're like, yeah. <laughs> like, they bring him in. He's the movie fixer. He's just like, any movie ever that Hollywood's producing, he just comes in with the same suggestion. <laughs> all right, guys. I know what to do. Pitch me a movie. I'll fix it for you. All right, all right. Cowboys in the Old West, but they're all robots. You know what would be better than robots? Clones. Oh, shit. <laughs> okay, next movie. It's a comedy. Um, it's Eddie Murphy. Who is... It's with clones of Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> All right, final movie. It's a uh, it's a it's a period piece drama. It takes place in uh, eighteen sixty seven in London. It's uh, two mothers that uh, have to save their children, but um, Limbies are raw with clones. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> and that's the story of Gary, the Hollywood punch up writer. <laughs> Gary only has one idea, but he loves that fucking idea. <laughs> he just goes like, "You guys could have seen, you guys could have seen anybody in this town, but you chose me because I know what I know about clones. Yeah. I'm a clone have of you considered clones." <laughs> <laughs> oh, big twist at the end! Turns out that the uh, the Hollywood writer Gary is actually a clone. <laughs> uh, oh shit! The real Gary is back at the house, and he's just like. You couldn't sell. You couldn't sell a single script. <laughs> I specifically cloned you just so that I would have someone to write movies. That's so fucking funny. I don't know, man. They just they weren't into the idea. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know what your punishment is? You're gonna take this old school typewriter and you're gonna sit in this corner. I'm not even giving you a laptop. You've lost your laptop privileges. But Gary, I need that for porn. Yeah, I know. I'm you. I love porn. <laughs> Looks like you're just going to have to jerk off to typing. <laughs> Get yourself a rhythm going. Maybe the rhythm will sound like sex. That's the best I can offer you, Gary Clone. Just has to tap the six and the nine keys over and over again. Nice. <laughs> it's, just, it's just six nine typed into a, onto a page, but it's typed in such a way where all the spacing spells the word fuck. It's like... Gary, what did you write today? Let me see your scripts. I don't want to show you. <laughs> Look, I'm just telling you, man, if you can get me into the Lucas camp, I can do a lot of good work with them. <laughs> the movie it's... came out four years ago, Gary. <laughs> They're not going to make Attack of the Clones Part 2. Oh, you know what would be great? Is if that guy kept on killing his clones who didn't get him like any <laughs> any like Hollywood bookings and then making new clones, and then like then he sold his life rights and they made the prestige. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh shit alright so we've we've officially achieved genius yeah. sure. <laughs> so uh listeners let us know what movies you think need more clones in it yeah and also listeners please hashtag ask. just add clones yeah just add clones <laughs> and then also tag Christopher Nolan I don't know if he's on tw- Twitter but if you can tag him tag him and like yeah. I know what you did I know who you got your life rights for this movie from we know that you killed a clone to do it. <laughs> uh, like that pitch meeting was just two Garys in a room and then like a gun put to the head of the other Gary. I think, like, I got your movie. It's all here. All these 69s that spell fuck. That's my script. <laughs> also, could this be Batman versus Wolverine? <laughs> that was seriously the reason why I went to go and watch The Prestige. <laughs> Because you knew that those two characters are playing other... Yeah. It, like, it wasn't uh, the fact that it was, like, supposed to be based off a good book. It wasn't the fact that it was acclaimed director Christopher Nolan. It was just like, holy shit, Batman versus Wolverine? I want to watch that movie. They're fighting with magic? Oh, in. <laughs> it's not even a question. Take my money, Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Let me watch The Prestige. And then I watched it, and I'm just like, this is actually just as good as I was hoping for. Yeah. Holy shit, there's David Bowie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I feel like there was another magic movie that came out around the same time that was like similar to The yeah. Prestige. Uh, the one with Ed Norton? Yeah. yeah. The, the what Illusionist? Was the Illusionist. I don't yeah. think that they were fighting with magic, though. No, it was just... He was a magician. Oh, okay. yeah, that, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, was seen... David Bowie in that? I don't think so. No. <laughs> was there clones? <laughs> Fuck no. Then the prestige wins. Mm-hmm. You've done it again, Christopher Nolan. Take these two bags that have dollar signs on them and be on your way. <laughs> Could Christopher Nolan somehow be an anagram of clones <laughs> and some other things? 
Yeah, you can make the word clones out of his name. Actually, totally I don't did. think that you can. I no, yeah, you can. That. There is an Ian Christopher. Yeah. Guys, guys, I think we just stumbled upon a big Hollywood <laughs> secret that Christopher Nolan is a clone or uses clones in most of his work. I think. <laughs> don't kill us, uh, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. We won't tell anybody. Except for everyone that we're telling right now. <laughs> we just kind of we just kind of forced gumped our way into figuring yeah. that out. It's not like we were trying to unmask a master divisor of clones and murder of clones. <laughs> but you know, yeah. uh, hashtag clone lives matter, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get that scene where um, Juliet brings a burger to Jack, and uh, there is a whole set of things. This is a very weird scene, and it's it's great, and I love the show, but see, the scene seems so strange. As she comes in with this cartoonish <laughs> presentation of a meal, and it's like got the whole metal um, container yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like a platter with a, a cover on it. Yeah, like and it's covering up burgers, which looks super delicious. Yeah. That doesn't look like a bullshit burger. It looks no. like she put like love into that. There's like time and maybe... <laughs> Well, she you explains know. that she had to slaughter the, the cow and, and bake the bun. And render the fat yeah. for cooking the fries. Holy shit. Like, damn. It's an artisan burger. That is know. an artisan burger. Like, you know what, Jackie fucked up. You chose the wrong woman. This lady <laughs> could make a burger. Yeah. Like, not from scratch. Like, from pre-scratch. She made it from the cow. <laughs> according to what she said. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. But, but yeah, that was, that was great. That was, I guess that was part of their... Um, buttering him up phase yeah. which doesn't doesn't come to pass because jack already knows about uh what they want from him but yeah it's it's so strange because ben comes into the scene in the same scene and dismisses juliet and 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 tells jack they had a whole plan to kind of essentially like um what's that thing where you get like the people to be on the face like to 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 be on the side of the bank robber um now, uh, stockholm syndrome syndrome yeah, yeah they try to stockholm syndrome yeah. this guy like that's essentially their plan, is to to get them on their side so that they they would have them as a doctor or whatever. But like I, I'm wondering if Ben didn't know how dire his circumstance was because he seemed very like he was ready to play this whole thing out. And I know Jack saw the the X-ray, so he tells him, "Yeah, you got like this much time to live." But can you really? build trust and everything in a person yeah. to make them want to do a surgery on you in less than a week i mean i guess there's you can't count out anything because it's ben ben is like some weird mastermind yeah and i think he's is one of those guys where like that's his thing is manipulating people and coming up with these schemes and things <laughs> right so like when he needs something done like that's his first thought is like okay what kind of scheme <laughs> do i have to do to get this to work yeah yeah what kind of what kind of life would it be for for ben if he wasn't if he wasn't uh, of a scheming mind. Yeah, if he was just more direct of just <laughs> asking people to do things. He's like, hey, yo, dude. Um, yeah, if you just started with that speech, like, hey, man, do you believe in God? Yeah, yeah. well, you know what? You, like, I needed a, 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 a surge. I needed a spinal surgery. This and that. Yeah. I got it. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is an anagram of, hi, no trap, clones. <laughs> <laughs> I've been actively ignoring the rest of this podcast for the last three minutes oh, trying shit. to figure this out. <laughs> Wait, read it again. Hi, no trap, clones. That is fantastic. Or that could just be a reference that um, that that Christopher Nolan isn't in the trapping game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't have a uh, trap queen or anything like that. Yeah. But he, but he does clones. have clones. Yeah, maybe he turns... His clones into trap queens. I don't know. I don't know what a trap queen is. Oh, that's that's. I don't even know if I know exactly <laughs> what a trap queen is. It's very popular in hip hop music. <laughs> Essentially, a trap house is a crack house, though, right? Uh, trap house okay. is a is a crack house, and I think a trap house. This is this could be totally wrong, and I, I please listeners, if you know the accurate thing, then please spin, uh, send it our way. But my knowledge of what a trap queen is, it's a it's a sex worker, it's a prostitute. That is, uh, that is, that is made to stay in one room, and then she just she accepts the suitors that the pimps get. Oh. Gets for her, and they call it a trap house. I think I could be totally wrong. Well, well, that's that's it's easily solved by a urban dictionary search. <laughs> um, when I, when I looked up trap queen meaning, 
Google Auto gave me an answer thing, <laughs> uh, highlighting a certain uh, certain result. It says, "Here's my favorite Urban Dictionary definition of trap queen." So I just want to point out right now, Google has shown me <laughs> Google's favorite <laughs> Urban Dictionary definition of trap queen, or it highlighted an article that used that uh. exact same phrase. A witty or street smart female, usually with an urban flavor or appeal, who is loyal and resourceful. Baddest female superior to petty affairs and bitches. Yeah. She is down to do what is needed for her friends, family, and man. I feel like a woman wrote that definition. Trap queen. <laughs> that, that's that's yeah. interesting. That sounds like... A- the way you read that off, it sounded almost like it could be a part of a spelling bee. Like, can I get the <laughs> definition, please? All right. So, uh, looking at Urban Dictionary, number one would be bomb-ass female or baddest female, loyal to her friends, lives for her family, gives no fucks to bitter, petty bitches. Oh, so it's just a badass yeah. bitch is, yeah. is what we're learning. That's yeah. the first one. Okay. The second Urban Dictionary is a girl who's dumb enough to risk her life guarding a trap house for her drug-dealing boyfriend. Oh. So you're right. It is, yeah. is a crack could house be. thing. Yeah. See. How is she is showing she? that loyalty? She's loyal, but how is she guarding the trap house? Like, what? what? I, I assume that she's not guarding it in that, like, you know, she's ready to attack anyone who's coming in to rob them. I'm assuming that she's like a lookout or something. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that, that but you never know. Maybe, maybe she's the one sitting there with a shotgun. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. All right, so we, we we've 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 done a lot on this podcast tonight. We've, yeah, we've we've stumbled upon the clone controversy of Christopher, <laughs> Christopher Nolan. Nolan. We've yeah. understood as we know him of... now. <laughs> I no trap clones. clones. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh man! All right. Um, now we get we get that we get a a brief moment between um, Locke and Mister Eckle where. Um, Locke, in like almost like a, like a fervor, kind of tells Echo like, "You saw something, didn't you? You saw something because I've seen something too." He's like, "What I saw was like a very bright light," and he starts going into this thing of what he had saw. And Echo's like, "I didn't see any light. I didn't see any of that at all. I saw something very no, different." So saw a have, bunch of dead bodies. Yeah. 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 A smoke monster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would. I would. We haven't seen it yet, but I would assume that the light is probably. Tricks of the smoke monster too that um, he's laying on lock because he's playing into and that's 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 the danger of um, see that's where I would say the danger is in faith because like we have this discussion and we've been considering it for many seasons of the show faith versus science and but the idea of faith is something that can be weaponized by somebody that knows how to weaponize it in this case it being the smoke monster can weaponize Locke's faith and use it against the others, or use it for his own machinations. And in this case, he, at some point, had Locke see a bright light and is giving him these thoughts of, of visions or anything. So he's kind of rushing into a lot of this stuff full-heartedly. Wasn't it Locke, though, that said in this episode, don't mistake coincidence for fate? Yeah. 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 Uh, that, exactly that seems right. like a kind of anti-Locke thing to say. Well, I think it was because someone said, oh, that's a coincidence. That echoes going to the same place. Oh, that they oh so go. he's so he's saying you think it's a coincidence, but actually it's fate. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot. Oh, okay, I I read that wrong. Mm. Like I read it as, or I understood it as, like you think that's fate, but really it's just a coincidence. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think he was calling it a he was calling it fate, which yeah, yeah. But I, I could see I could see how you would hear it that other way too, because yeah. it does seem very non-lock. But but yeah, yeah. he he. Basically, he says, yeah, this is... Would a uh, thing that is not typically lock be unlock? <laughs> <laughs> it's very unlock-like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's great. That, that, that statement is unlocked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, well, it's, it's, start, it's time to start wrapping up. With the Easter egg corner, we, saw, we see those uh, Virgin Mary statues in the African village, and then we see them in the plane, too. Uh, oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I didn't see it in the plane either. Yeah, and didn't like Desmond? No, it was Locke in the fifties. He picked up one when he did that when he was like flashing through time. Um, oh, yeah. like there was a, I think it was Yemi's plane that flew over him in the fifties. Yeah, we saw it crash. Yeah, mm-hmm. We saw it crash, and we saw that that one um, statue, that uh, Mary statue on the on the ground. Yeah, and we uh, yeah we see Mark Wickman. 
<laughs> played by Pierre Chang. And uh, we see a car in Africa with a surf rack on top. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of strange. Yeah. I guess that was the only car the production company could get. <laughs> <clears throat> they were just like, we need like a really old car and we need it today. Yeah. <laughs> like somebody was just like... Not like a classic car. <laughs> yeah. They told the guy like, can you take these uh, these surf racks off? He's like, no. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Well, can we at least turn the, the foam things inside out so it doesn't say go bananas on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> they just had to, like, deal with it. They had to green screen that out. They're just like, we don't have the budget we'll to green screen We'll take care of it in post. <laughs> and they just never did. They're just like, why do you guys have surf racks? Well, we carry other things. They can carry other things yeah. in their car. Like, you know, bundles of bales of hay. I don't know what they carry in Africa, but I'm sure they could trap something. They're like, no, you're kind of fucking us up here. Can you get rid of the surf racks? Get them off. <laughs> oh jesus yeah and that's all the easter eggs i had um what, what have you guys been getting lost in this week oh um that's a good one well uh for me uh as of this month september when we're recording uh playstation network uh gives out uh, free games to anyone who's uh part of the uh the ps plus program i guess is the best word for it and the one that they gave away this month which was a big surprise they're giving it away for free is destiny 2 oh yeah i saw that yeah so uh i've been playing the shit out of that for the last week nice <laughs> have you have you been playing the expansion at all no because uh, i'm only playing the part that i got for free nice oh. nice yeah that thing was like 39 bucks like a week ago and then mm -hmm. it just went down to free and it's nice. a yeah it's a it's a fun one to get into um plus if you have the 40 dollars they want you to buy uh, the expansion oh yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a fun it's a fun game yeah i think um i think now it's it they just launched their newest expansion on tuesday so Forsaken. like yeah so everybody i think is jumping on but that's a big community for for destiny i know a lot of people play it that's a fun one um, what have I been getting lost in? I have been getting lost in, um, well, you know what? I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago, but, uh, like, Castle Rock? Castle Rock. I'm going to say that again. <laughs> I think I've been saying it every week. So like, by the time that's this, the most important thing going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think by the time we have this, uh, by the time this becomes available to, to our listeners, the show will be probably way over. It's going to be like one of those things where like, uh, <laughs> I think I'm listening to some of our stuff now and I can hear myself talking about Westworld. I'm like, fucking that was a million years ago. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, Castle Rock, I think, um, yeah, it's coming down to, well, the, the show is going to be finishing up its season on Hulu, but that show has got me in its fucking vice grip. I, I love horror. I've always loved horror. Like, so if um, you haven't watched it yet, this is the show that literally three weeks in a row, AJ is like, no, you guys need to watch this. <laughs> it's funny if I hype this so much and you guys watching like, this is horseshit. Why would you make us watch this? This is terrible. But I, I, I say it has some tangential tie into our podcast because one of the producers on it is J.J. Abrams. So it's a J.J. Abrams... Um, Stephen King joint. So if you guys are into that, <laughs> check that out. If you like mystery boxes and being scared, yeah. and then more mystery boxes, then <laughs> jump on that. David, um, I'm getting lost in the, there's a show on Netflix called Dark Tourist, and there's this guy from New Zealand, and he goes uh, to goes on these like uh, yeah tourist things around the world, like to all the like the weird, creepy, like kind of fucked up places like on one of them they, they go to japan to like fukushima like you know out into like the uh the parts the parts that they say is safe now but they bring gagger counters and like it's still got a lot of radiation and, damn like like oh, that's a lot better than if they decided to go to uh the forest oh they asked the yeah forest. they go to that forest too they go yeah. to the Wait, death forest yeah is, is this logan paul that you're watching no okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's very respectful in the suicide forest yeah okay. but he goes to all those weird fucked up places you see on the internet when you said dark tourist, tourist i thought it was just yeah. gonna be like a guy that was just being waved away from <laughs> from being a tourist in certain places it's just a guy that no taxi picks up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just like he just can't get out of the airport you just like well here i am in france hey uh all right guess i'll catch the next one. Oh no all right off i go to iraq oh well, that's interesting so dark tourist yeah who's the host 
Uh, I don't know his name. Some guy. You yeah. got, you, come on, fellas. Folks. Just go on Netflix and, and look up Dark. Yeah, yeah, just look it up. It's it, It'll be fun. And also, while you're at it, look up Castle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, but yeah. If you're if you're into Lost and you're into all the mystery box stuff that we talk about, then yeah, I think I think that would be a nice uh, lateral move. Yeah, but I think when I'm thinking, I want to stop hyping. Yeah, Castle Rock. I think I hyped it enough. I think I think you need to finish that that show and move on. Yeah, <laughs> it's been six weeks. It's been six weeks. <laughs> like as soon as we're done with this, and I'm like I, when we when we record again next, I'm just gonna be like, have you guys seen the next X show or Y show? <laughs> That I'm really into for like a hot second, and then I'm done with it forever. A hot second being a month and a half. <laughs> Just give me ten episodes of a thing, and I'm good. But yeah, so that's 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 been a lot of fun. Yeah. But neat, neat. Yeah. So it's time for the Untitled Chad's Predictions for Next Week segment. Yeah. Where so, we find out the uh, the title yeah, of so, next week's episode. Yeah. Next week's episode is uh, entitled Every Man for Himself. Ooh. Every man for himself. Uh, so it's not just going to be Charlie in the cave <laughs> no. with uh, Mr. Echo and the bear. There's going to be a bunch of people in there because it's every man for themselves yeah. when it comes to escaping from a fucking polar bear. <laughs> and you'll know pretty early in the episode who gets eaten by a polar bear because it'll be brand new characters to you. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be great to see. Well, yeah, every and man Mr. For Echo almost makes it out. Nah. <laughs> So this is season three, episode four, which was gonna, which we're gonna be considering next. Um, every man for himself. Yeah. So we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. And uh, it's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost.